0: Namaste everybody. Today we are in another chapter of the podcast of Manish Vyas with a different and very interesting subject, the path of Sufism and the sufi music which has also had a very very strong influence in the culture of india so manish has been involved with this path in different ways and also through the music so he's going to help us discover this wonderful world of sufi music namaste manish Namaste. maybe before going directly to the part of sufi music which is, as I understand, a consequence of a very, very strong spiritual path of devotion and longing. It would be good to introduce, for people that are not very familiar with the path of Sufism, some generalities about this path of Sufism and how it arrived to India also.
1: As I understand, Sufism is a path of devotion, path of Bhakti, path of surrender and trust. Sufism did not origin in India, but when uh, some uh, invaders from the Islamic countries from the Middle East started uh, coming to India, with uh, them also some of the Sufi mystics and the mysticism came to India. As far as mysticism is concerned, we can, uh, without any doubt and disagreement, say that India has been one of the primary birthplace of mysticism. So when Sufis arrived in India, they must have immediately felt at home in a certain way because they were landing in a place where the path of bhakti, path of mysticism has been uh, practiced and growing since millennia. So not only the Sufis felt welcomed, but also uh, very easily it blended in the existing culture and mystical paths in India and uh, many people also started connecting to the path of Sufism as well as getting guidance and teachings from the Sufi mystics uh, who not only came to India but then their generations and generations which were born in India continued to practice that path and share their uh, wisdom and teachings. With the people in India?
0: Well, for us in the West, when we hear the word Sufism right away, what we relate to is the music, and we have, most of us have seen sometimes this. Uh, whirling meditations or whirling dance so how how did the music develop and how do you feel about the music from sufism in comparison with other styles of music that have developed in india for example is there a big difference what are the characteristics
1: uh, as i know sufis uh, already had their uh certain style of music and poetries and uh, instrumentation that they were using back in their land in the Middle East and other places. So when they came, some of these people, when they came to India, they already saw a tradition of spiritual music, which was being practiced in India for many, many hundreds and thousands of years. So not only that, they must have been extremely happy about it, but they also, according to my understanding, they got influenced by the local traditions of Indian music. In India, as most of you know, the tradition of Kirtan has been a very old musical tradition as as far as path of bhakti is concerned. So whenever we talk about bhakti music, we immediately think of mantras and especially kirtan. So kirtan has been a very effective and uh, simple tradition of music from India, which is, you know, which is practiced by people who are not really intellectual, who are not really on the path of wisdom. But that was their way to dive deeper into the self and connect with the divine effortlessly spontaneously. And another thing in the kirtan music is that there is a certain uh, energy phenomenon in the way that it always rises vertically in the energy of the music. And that is why down the ages kirtan has been considered the simplest and one of the most effective technique of meditation, effortless. That is the main reason, that it's very effortless. All you need to do is uh, allow yourself to dissolve in the music and then the music takes over. So when Sufis came to India, they were really influenced by this phenomenon of Kirtan music. And uh, it seems from that influence, the very widely known form of music called Kabwali got the birth. And uh, kawali comes from the word call, which means a call to the divine. And kawali music is basically poetries in Urdu or Persian or in Arabic. And all these poetries are dedicated to the divine. And uh, the combination of this uh, music with the poetry created this format of kawali music. And Kavali music also adopted this energy phenomenon which is already present in Kirtan music. So you will also see if you hear proper proper Kavali music from India and Pakistan, you will hear that slowly, slowly the rhythm is building up and it goes to a crescendo. So that is how I think the the influence of the spiritual music of India came or the Sufi music and so mostly the Sufi music which is now played in India and which is now Pakistan which was basically all one country at least 70-80 years ago. So this music which is played in these two Asian countries are completely influenced by the the phenomenon of Kirtan music and uh, the energy building up in the music. And uh, you will also see that also in India there has been a very old tradition in the Sanatana Dharma about poetically connecting with the divine, singing the praise of the divine, also expressing this longing of the divine where a devotee is feeling a certain thirst or a certain longing to, to merge with the divinity. So... That poetic tradition was also there, and that was also influencing the Sufi poetry. Uh, and that's why Sufi poetry, if you understand these languages, you will always see that the beauty about Sufi poetry is that the poet always puts mostly herself as a devotee, but in a feminine form, and the God or the divine as. The male form. So, as a feminine energy, how this person, this devotee, whether he is man or woman, is feeling this pain of separation from the divine, and how he is longing for it, and how he is thirsty for this merger with the divine. Sufi poetry is all about that, and then. Combined with this amazing group singing and tabla and clapping and harmonium. It brings such an amazing energy into the music that even if you don't understand the poetry, it would just take you to a certain place where it is... You, you simply forget yourself, you know, because sometimes when we are living in a normal world, we are so much loaded with this so-called I... And the problems of I, me, mine, this whole world of I, me, mine. But when you, when you dissolve yourself through Sufi music, all that so-called I and everything just is forgotten. Everything is uh, erased, and you, you are simply. It is all about the divine, and the so-called I is completely disappeared.
0: You always tell us how. Uh... Your master, Gurudev, has been using music in all his uh, dozens and dozens of uh, meditation retreats that he has done uh, all over India. You always tell us he always used to give so much importance to the music. In which way would he use this type of music, Sufi music, for a meditator, for a seeker, for somebody who is going to these meditation intensive retreats?
1: When I've been with uh, my master, Gurudev, for more than 22 years now. The way he designed his retreats, music was always the prime, how do you say, backbone of the retreat. And that music always carried such a vast variety. But everything was always intended towards the right use of appropriate music in the right in the corresponding meditation so as we would begin the day we would begin the day as a seeker as a sadhak so as a seeker there is a lot of doing involved you know because a seeker he's not somebody who is just sitting silently and as the famous Zen quote says, sitting silently, doing nothing, the spring comes and grass grows by itself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I remember that Gurudev will always say, but then only grass grows. We want fruits and flowers and beautiful uh, things. So, I mean, it was a joke. Of course, that Zen quote has a much deeper meaning, but at the same time, one when one is on the one is a sadhak, one, when one is a seeker, there is a certain effort needed. Even when we recall the story of Gautam Buddha, he was a sadhak for whole his life until he dropped all the efforts and he went into a state of effortlessness. And the story says that in that dropping, in that effortlessness, his enlightenment happened but if all the efforts were not being done on his behalf that state of effortlessness would not come that state of surrender would not have happened so doing has its own role so the retreat would start with a lot of you know doing part like intense active meditations slowly towards the middle of the day it will start quietening down And the evening is always, in India, is a a time of surrender. You know, the sun is setting, birds are returning home, people are returning home. That is really not a time of doing. That is a time of let go. That is a time to dissolve, to surrender. That's why you will see in India in temples, in the evenings, we call the sandhya. That's the time of Sandhya when all the aartis, all the worship starts around 6, 7 o'clock. And suddenly you will see if you are in an area with a lot of temples around, the temple bells start ringing and all the worships and the, the smoke from the incenses and the lamps and everything. But it is all uh, moving in the direction of dissolving, moving in the direction of surrender. In a way, telling to the divine that, okay, I have done my bit. Now I surrender it to you. And now it's all up to you. So the time of evening is perfect time for bhakti. And Sufi music is bhakti music. Sufi music is a path of, Sufi path is a path of devotion. So obviously, the last session of the day would be, uh, he would be playing some of these Sufi kavalis from none other than Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan one of the best Sufi musicians ever walked on this planet. And uh, he had a fine collection of his Kavali music. And each Kavali would go on for half an hour at least. So we were, you know, coming together in the evening. There were lamps on the altar. There was this Sufi incense spread around. And then as the Sufi music would start playing, people would, start slowly slowly swaying and dancing and as the music would build up everybody would be on their feet. People who understand the lyrics would be sometimes screaming out of awe or wonder or you know not excitement but of this overwhelming feeling of devotion or somebody would start crying or you know so but all for the love of the divine. This is not tears of pain or something this is the tears of gratitude these are the tears of this longing of the divine in which in a way directly indirectly all of us are looking for so this music would be building up and people would be dancing and that was the perfect time to uh, listen to this music to participate with this music because in in that moment the surrender is much easier let go is much easier and Gurudev knew that very well. So he would always say the Sufi music for the evening. And uh, apart from Nusrat Fatali Khan, I would add a few names here. Uh, another amazing name is a fantastic singer who is now in Pakistan, Abida Parveen, a woman who has been doing Sufi music since last 30, 40 years. But if you have never heard her music I highly recommend you that you uh, check out her music and you will see what is that beauty but of course because Sufi music and in India and in Pakistan this is such an old tradition there are many many singers and I cannot name all of them but these are some of the torchbearers of Sufi music in this last century also because Sufis came from Afghanistan and which is now Pakistan towards India, they settled a lot in Kashmir, they settled a lot in Punjab in the north of India. So you don't see much influence of Sufism in South India or uh, you know below Maharashtra and all that. But in the north, there's a lot of Sufi influence. So especially in Punjab, also Sufism developed a lot. Punjab was already a big state, so half of the Punjab is now in India and half in Pakistan which is also called Punjab but especially Punjab already Punjab through this Sikhism had its beautiful path of bhakti and then Sufism coming into it so it must have been very easily absorbed by some people and so there is a very very strong tradition of Sufi music in Punjab also and there are some amazing singers from Punjab and uh, some of them Uh, Some people who come to uh, my retreats, they know we use this music in our retreats uh, and it's super powerful, super energetic, super happy, at the same time full of love, full of devotion, full of longing.
0: You have a CD, music for whirling or Sufi music for whirling meditation, which was a joint project with Dina Awad and some other music in your collection. Can you say something about this uh, that, you know, is quite popular for people that hear about Sufism, this whirling? So what was the intention of that project and how is it used or have you seen the effects of this meditation or with this music?
1: Well, uh, the whirling meditation or the technique of whirling is also having its origin in the tradition of Sufis. And uh, a lot of people around the world know, around the world know about the whirling dervishes, And it's a wonderful phenomenon. It's not a choreographed dance at all. It is just somebody going round and round with the appropriate music. And uh, though it's not choreographed, it is not like this maj- majestic, or this impressive dance, but there, something is appealing in that. So when Osho started his work, uh, he also included the whirling meditation in his various meditation techniques. And uh, while I was uh, in Pune, I was actively involved in the music uh, department of the Osho Commune International in Pune. So I used to participate in various uh, uh, musical projects which were connected with meditations. And at some point I started taking responsibility for whirling meditations to organize the right kind of music and the right kind of ensemble. I remember we were four or five people every month doing this live music for whirling meditations. And there used to be 100, 200 people in the Buddha hall Uh, just whirling in front of us you know uh, they would never look at us and nobody would pay attention to us but they were completely supported by the music so from that regular phenomenon of playing live music for whirling meditations in Buddha Hall in Pune, India an idea came that okay why not we make the same live music in a studio and offer that music for the practitioners of Uh, whirling meditations so about four or five of us came together and we jointly composed the music and that cd came out sometime i think in year 2000 or 2001 as sufi splendor and uh, as i know it got a very very good response all over the world it is still available and uh, you can have a listen and uh, it is you know this kind of music is not a performance especially when music is created for meditations they are not music to impress something or somebody it's not a performance where we show our skills but it is a very purposeful uh, music with a very clear insight and a very clear vision what is that we are aiming It is to simply support that process of whirling. And again, you will see as as and when you hear it, that not only each track is half an hour long because such music cannot be five, five minutes. You know, whirling music has to be at least half an hour long. Sometimes there are whirlers doing for one hour. Also, just to give you an idea, what is the purpose of whirling meditation? That when somebody starts whirling, in a way, the, the actual movement is very... Dynamic, but the whole purpose is that in that process, the person who is whirling brings the attention to the center of the being, which is completely still. So that was Sufi's way to connect with that which is immovable, while the world around may be going round and round, round and round, and one sometimes one can get dizzy also. But there is something in the center which is completely unmoving, completely stabilized. So that kind of music should be created, which supports that process. So because we were doing it regularly, we kind of got the neck of it. And finally that CD came out as Sufi Splendor.
0: So to end uh, this uh, beautiful conversation, um, just... For some people that may be interested, uh, how how is it nowadays with the Sufi music and the Sufi arts and culture in India? Is it still very strongly present? Uh, Do you have musicians, colleagues who are doing this music? How do you see it? Is is it still very alive? Uh,
1: Not only that it's alive, but it is getting more and more popular. Partly, the Bollywood industry has contributed to it because uh, since last uh, let's say 15 years or 20 years a trend was set in that in the as many of you know that in the Bollywood movies we have lots of songs and people dancing and all that and there could be songs related with the story of the film but a trend set in that in almost in every film you will find one Sufi song So that also brought a lot of popularity to Sufis. Of course, because it was part of the Bollywood industry, the purity was compromised. Because the actual Sufi music always talks about love with the divine. So of course, in Bollywood movies, it comes down to human love. And then it, you know, so maybe, but still, nevertheless, it it brought people who had no contact with the Sufi music, because then if there were good singers who were brought in the Bollywood films, they were the singers who are already doing the traditional Sufi music since generations. So then people got attracted to their original music. That is how also Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan got more popular in India once he was introduced in Bollywood also. But of course, the original music where they are, and they are not part of a film project or a Bollywood project, that is completely something else. And uh, it's a it's a phenomenon hard to express in words. But if you are ever in a Sufi kavali concert, then you will exactly know what I mean. And uh, even when you even if you would watch Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan's videos or some other musicians, you will exactly feel that energy in the music and how they how they create create this trance but that trance has a very high quality it's not the trance of the psychedelic music or the techno music or something this trance is like you know when when you start connecting with that energy of the music and especially if you understand the lyrics very directly, indirectly, you start connecting with the essence of that poetry which is supported by this powerful music. And that that's the whole purpose, that when you start connecting with that essence of the lyrics and the music, you start connecting with the divinity hidden in that content. And then there is no separation between you and the divine. And that was the whole purpose of Sufi music. And it is still there and it is not only there, it is immensely growing in these certain regions. And also the practitioners of Sufism are also there, some very visible, some very invisible.
0: Wow, thank you very, very much for this wonderful information and all these beautiful stories about the path of Sufism and its music. Just
1: to give you a little idea, what is this whole path of Sufism? I heard this story from Osho and I will just end this podcast with that story and the story is that there was this little hut in a jungle and uh, a a couple has been residing there the story is that the woman is there in the house and then there is a knock on the door and it was the man her beloved so the woman from inside asks who is it and the man says "It's, it's me and the woman doesn't open the door. And then the second or third time she asks the same question, he still says, Ah, oh, yeah, it's me. Don't you recognize me? And then finally, when she asks, Who is it? And then there was a little bit of silence. And then the answer comes, It's only you. And then the door opens. Okay. So in Sufism, that is the whole approach that you dissolve the I, you never bring the focus on the I. The difference between the jnana marg and the bhakti marg, the difference between the path of wisdom and path of bhakti is this. In the path of wisdom, the focus is totally on the I, and by that, dissolving the I. In the path of devotion, the focus is on you, you being the divine or the divinity. So I is out of question, I is completely absent. Then I dissolves like that also.
2: tu chedund tha tha main char jalle شان جل